All right, 520. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Rangers and the Rockies coming up at 630 tonight uh, with the pregame 705 first pitch. And we're joined now from the Ranger Radio Network by Jared Sandler. Jared, good afternoon. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's let's dive right in. Uh, and I know they scored 13 yesterday and, and got the grand slam and all that. But I want to begin on the mound. Talk a little bit about what what you saw from Hearn yesterday. Six and two-thirds. Just a couple of runs on six hits. That's a solid, solid outing. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, you consider it's uh, the deepest into a game he's gone in his career, the most pitches he's thrown in his career, and didn't seem to really be out of gas by any means, uh, you know, when he came out of the game. I'm sure he was close to it, but it wasn't like the stuff dropped. It wasn't like he was throwing, you know, 90-91 instead of 94-95. So it was really encouraging to see. Uh, the fastball was really good. He throws a four-seam and a sinker. Both pitches were really effective. Uh, you know, I think the next step for him is improving his secondary pitches, the slider and the changeup. You know, he has a, a willingness to throw the slider. I think, you know, there's definitely a lot of potential for that pitch to get better. And then I think it's just having the confidence to throw the changeup a little bit more often, especially uh, to neutralize right-handed hitters. Uh, but, you know, I think all in all, another step in the right direction for Taylor is he you know, continues to stretch out from his role as a multi-inning reliever to starter and someone the Rangers definitely have to take seriously as a starting candidate going into next year. And, and I was going to follow with that. Is this, this is a guy that, that has to be in the plans, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I don't think that, you know, there's any uh, feeling that, you know, they need to put his place uh, in 10 in the rotation for years to come. But, you know, I think – without question, as long as Taylor Hearn's healthy, uh, he's not just a candidate to be in the rotation next year, but I'd say, uh, you know, maybe a, a favorite to be one of the five starters. It obviously depends on what happens this offseason and what moves are made and, you know, what sort of external additions they choose to make. But, you know, as far as internal candidates, uh, you know, I think Spencer Howard and Dane Dunning uh, for sure will be in the rotation as long as they're healthy. And I got to believe right there in that conversation with them is, is Taylor Hearn. Jared, is there any more roster moves that you expect over this three-game series with the Rockies that they may take a, a look at somebody before they hit the road? Or or is it pretty much set for a few days so they can give these guys an opportunity to maybe get a few more at-bats? Yeah, so technically Andy Banez, I think, will get uh, placed on the injured list today, and A.J. Alexi will officially be recalled. He's starting tonight, but – yeah, I think there are plenty more moves that are going to take place. I imagine Joe Barlow is somewhat close, and you know, hopefully we'll see him this series. And plus, you've got some of the guys who have been away from the team on the COVID IL or on health and safety protocols: uh, Culberson, Holt, Jonah Heim, uh, Spencer Howard. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, at minimum we'll see the three position players, and then Kohei Ahara is going to start this series uh, on Wednesday, and so the Rangers are going to have to make a roster move there. So I, I actually. I think that this might be maybe the most active series they have all year in terms of roster movement, guys coming up, guys coming off uh, you know various lists and uh, getting uh, activated onto the 26-man roster. Jared, whether, whether it be Hernandez or, or Martin or, or Peters and some of these young guys, what, what are you taking away? What has been your, your, your big takeaway from some of these young kids? Yeah, I think that you know there, there are a few guys who – certainly have 
you know, I don't want to say earn the right. Uh, that, that seems maybe a little more holier than thou than I intend. <laughs> They've definitely earned the, the opportunity to compete for everyday playing time next year. But there's no one from a position player standpoint who you can look at and say, this guy is going to be, you know, this spot for the next three years, right? You know, there's not – there's not that one guy just yet, and I think there are a lot of guys who are uh, trying to earn earn that opportunity. Uh, you know, I'd say you mentioned DJ Peters. You know, he's a really interesting candidate here for me. Uh, you know, first of all, plays the field really, really well. Can play all three outfield spots, including center field. And uh, you know, I think there's something to be said for the fact that for the first time in his career, he's getting everyday playing time at the major league level, and he's able to take his lumps. He's able to grow from it. Uh, you know, the numbers. All in all, don't look uh, you know any uh, incredibly pretty or anything. He's hitting 188 uh, with an OPS below 700. But I think we've seen certain things. Seven home runs, uh, you know, with their with the Rangers. Uh, excuse me, six home runs with the Rangers, seven overall. But those six home runs coming in 24 games, and I think he's also got a degree of comfort in, in Louis Ortiz and Calix Crab. Uh, you know, Louis. The, the primary hitting coach for the Rangers had DJ when they were both in the Dodgers organization. So, uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of, uh, you know, comfortability there, but, you know, I think that's, that's what it is. It's, it's, you've got guys who you're intrigued by Andy Banyas intrigued by him, uh, Nathaniel Lowe, you know, intrigued, you know, what, what's it going to look like next year? And Adolis Garcia, obviously same, same category. You're intrigued, but I don't know that there's any single player where you're like, yeah, yeah, this guy three years from now will be in the exact same spot, hitting in you know this spot of the order, playing this position every day. I, I think that you know all these guys are still uh, trying to earn their keep and earn their place. But uh, there have been some things here of late. I'd say over the last three weeks, offensively, this team's kind of come to life, and they've come to life because certain individuals have stepped up. And uh, the guys you mentioned, the guys we just talked about, are, are really primarily those guys. Jared, you mentioned Brock Holt coming off that COVID list and coming back to the team and hopefully sooner than later. But is this a guy that the Rangers may look at just because of been there, done that? He's a Texas guy. He's somebody that can be in that locker room that these young guys can just watch and, and be able to look out and how to carry themselves and how to be a major leaguer that they may hang on to. Yeah, you know, obviously a part of that's going to be up to Brock, right? He's going to have the ability if he wants to go and uh, be that veteran presence for a you know a, a contending team next year that you know he he very well could have that opportunity. He certainly is going to have the opportunity to make his choice. You know whether that opportunity presents itself to him remains to be seen. You know I don't know that Brock has necessarily done anything this year where it's like yep definitely any contending team would love to have him on the bench. And then the other element is you know Brock's a local guy, Fort Worth. Uh, you know this is where he's from, the Metroplex, and maybe he wants to stick around and, and, and call this place home during the summer months a little bit longer. And you know, the Rangers definitely need a guy like that, right? You know, they, they have a very, very young position player group. Uh, and I think it's always important to have that veteran presence. You know, they've had that in Charlie Culberson and Brock Holt this year. Uh, and, you know, whether it's one of those guys, both of those guys, or someone of that ilk, you know, I imagine that's going to be a point of emphasis for the Rangers. I, I, I just, you know, I always go back to, the Philadelphia 76ers, if I can use a cross-sport reference, a lot of people you know, always talk about how the, the whole trust the process movement didn't really take off until they started adding some veterans who maybe weren't necessarily big-time contributors on the court, but were able to help grow those young players who now are at the core of 
what they're doing and, and trying to accomplish. Uh, and I think, in, you know, in, in baseball, it's no different. Having those veterans there to be a guiding light, even if they're not in the lineup every day, is very important. And I think Brock has fulfilled that role, uh, you know, tremendously. And, and I'm sure the Rangers would love to have him back. But I think it's also going to be kind of up to Brock as far as what options are out there and what roles are out there for him as he, uh, you know, is definitely in the back nine of his career, maybe even the, you know, the, the back three of his career, so to speak. <laughs> Jared, uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, you're starting to hear that the Rangers may be, maybe some, maybe buyers in the off season, looking at uh, adding some free agent talent to, to the mix. W- what do you think that looks like uh, when you start adding some veteran guys with, with these young guys? Yeah, you know, I think what's important here is that, you know, the Rangers, if they're going to sign someone to a big contract, uh, it's got to be someone who's worthy of that big contract from a production standpoint, but also someone who's going to help change and shape the culture. Uh, because, you know, they're, they're, still, uh, they're still the very beginning stages of reestablishing what that culture is going to look like. And... Uh, so, you know, that's going to be something that they consider. There's no urgency to sign a big-name player just for the sake of doing it. I know fans want that, and I love fans. I'm a fan. But the reality is if your formula is we're going uh, to swim in the direction of where fans want us to swim, you're probably not going to build a winning team in any sport more often than not. Uh, and you can't capitulate the, you know, the, the pressure of fans. But – what you can do is make a move that's going to set a tone, make a move that's going to let people know that, hey, we mean business, make a move that's going to you know, increase morale in the clubhouse, but then also someone who is going to be a leader and, and help shape that culture. And, you know, I, Rangers fans might not like to hear this, uh, and, and I understand why, but one guy whose name will likely be connected to the Rangers and other teams who very well fits that mold is Carlos Correa. Uh, he's a special player, and you ask anyone with that Houston team, they'll tell you he is the leader of that team. Uh, he is incredibly respected in that clubhouse. Uh, he is a, a, he was, you know characterized us as a ferocious winner, uh, and you know he's the type of guy that can help shape a culture. Now, there's obviously some additional baggage there with you know being a former Astro and everything that they went through and were a part of, but that's the type of move the Rangers would make. You know, Trevor Story's in town. Is he that guy? Uh, you know, and, and, and is he that guy from a culture standpoint? And then the other question here, and this is important, we kind of talked about with Brock Holt, do they want to come here? Uh, and do they understand the responsibility of coming here, not to a team where they're just joining the fun and they're the final piece of the puzzle, but where they're going to put in a lot of work and carry a lot of responsibility in getting this thing turned around. And, uh, you know, so those are some of the factors in play, but I do think the Rangers are, are serious. I don't think it's just a, uh, I don't think they're deking anyone when they say that they intend to be very active at the top of the market in free agency. And I imagine that shortstop position will be their primary focus. Jared, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much for the information and, uh, and the insight. It's uh, it's great stuff. Love, love, love hearing it. And we appreciate your time today. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Uh, 